welcome back, Literary Slammers, to another Morph Monday episode of Shuffleware. And he was a hawk, she was a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? He ate roadkill, she did gymnastics. What more can I say? We read. We read. You have to say your name. I'm Anna. And I'm Em. I, excuse me. I'm Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Circa 2006. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, we read an Animorphs book this week. It was called Animorphs the Pretender. <laughs> it was the 23rd book in the series. It was so good, you guys. I've it was been craving some Tavares. Good. Was, oh, my God. This was choice. <laughs> I know they're only, like, 13 years old. Well, 14 now, because Tobias had a birthday. But, like, they are so dramatic about that. So angsty. (laughs) So dramatic. This book is, like, Twilight Levels of Angst, which is appropriate since we're reading Midnight Sun next week. Topical. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. Um, (laughs) At the time of recording... I have not yet started on that 672-page journey, but <laughs> that by the time this airs, I'll be a changed woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hopefully. we. I think we're recording that episode like two days after this comes out, so maybe I you'll... I hope true. you've started it, future Anna, at the point that this airs, but maybe I not. I could still be in denial. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> oh, but yeah, this book was... Very romantic between Tobias and Rachel. Yes. Uh, in some ways that I don't think actually hold up to logic after reading it, but we'll get to that when we oh, get to really? it. Mm. Yeah, I have a complaint about their their angst. I, I don't think it makes sense. Out the window with these two. <laughs> I know we've already discussed like how they might not age equally. <laughs> Whatever. Um, aside from the angst, there was also some big reveals in this oh my book. God, huge reveals. I was huge. not expecting the level of reveal. Mm-mm, no. To be honest. Um, I knew we were reading, because uh, we do record two at a time, I knew we were reading Andalite Chronicles next. Yeah. Um, I did not expect the transition from this book to Andalite Chronicles to be so good. Yes. And I Although, don't want to step on this conversation topic just uh-huh. yet in case you have big plans for it. No, but... I think just in general, we could probably talk about it now so that we don't have to talk about it next week, week, since that's going to be chock-a-block full of stuff. <laughs> that is true. Um, So this is book number 23, and it has a huge reveal in the end that is very pertinent to parts of the plot of the Andalite Chronicles. Mm-hmm. But the Andalite Chronicles... It was published sometime before book 13 was released because it has a preview for book 13 in the back mm-hmm. of it. Andalite Chronicles was, I think, either published right after 12 or right after 13, and they were just, like, marketing doing the 13th in the back. Uh-huh. Because I believe this, if we were reading them in publication order, essentially we would have switched Andalite Chronicles and Hork-Bajir Chronicles. Yes. Hork-Bajir yeah. Chronicles is pal- published after Andalite Chronicles. And that makes no sense. But then that no would make sense, sense to read Hork-Bajir Chronicles after this because then you get the I reveal know. of Toby. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what K.A. Applegate was doing. It's cool that you had this all planned out, but 
it would be very weird, I think, to have read Andalite Chronicles and then have read this. It's very it similar been to so unnecessarily whiny. Yes, it's very similar to the the whole situation with um, Visser Three's twin brother. Yes, I was trying to remember what the yes. there was another instance like this. I couldn't remember what it was. Where the way that we read it, it made Visser Three's twin brother showing up in the series this like great reveal because we read Hork Bajir first, mm-hmm. but like. The way it's actually published, it's like super anticlimactic. The way it's like, like it feels like those should these should have been swapped. It feels like the Elemist fucked with our timeline, right? Oh my like, god, yes. <laughs> like really, Andalite Chronicles should have been published. It's like you are somewhere second. you're not supposed to be, Anna. And yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the way we read it, I think made this book really good i think if i i also feel like if i had read it in publication order the last 13 books i would have been like okay when are they gonna get to this huge reveal (laughs) yes that would have been really frustrating i feel bad for the children who read it in order publication order way back when because i'm already like craving for the next book for Uh tobias to be like hey uncle Yes, I cannot wait for that dynamic. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta get into the plot of this book so we, we can do, stop dancing around the we huge really spoiler. Need to at be the allowed end. to talk about this on the yes. podcast. <laughs> this is such a huge spoiler, guys. Uh, okay, so this book starts out. Tobias is being a huge sad sack because he has trouble hunting. Every time he goes in for the kill, he suddenly finds himself inside his prey's mind, and he loses his nerve to kill because it's like. He, when he goes after a baby rabbit, he suddenly becomes the rabbit and is terrified of the hawk that's about to attack. And then Hawk Tobias gets scared and doesn't do it. He doesn't do an eat. So he's just like starving. And because of this, Rachel accidentally sees Tobias eating some roadkill <laughs> when he is at a very low point. And he is extremely embarrassed by this because Rachel is the most beautiful girl he knows. But Rachel does not give a shit. No, like, she's like, I'm worried about you because you're obviously hungry. Yes. And also like... He plays it off pretty well from the initial incident. He, like, pretends it's he's a different hawk. He does, but Rachel's like, nah, no. <laughs> And Rachel's like, which brings up the whole point of, like, we've mentioned before how probably the Yerk should start paying attention to what the animals yes. look like. Like, good on Rachel for actually knowing what her friend Tobias the hawk looks yeah. like. But I also feel like only Rachel or Cassie would have known. Like, <laughs> Jake would have just been like, huh, Oh, for weird. sure. Jake would be like, oh, guess it's a hawk. Weird hawk. Weird. Lame hawk. Weak hawk. I bet Tobias could beat him up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then there's also like this small drama of where another hawk is like moving in on Tobias's territory and he refuses to do anything about it because he's like, I could easily morph into, I don't know, a hork bajir and just destroy that hawk, but I won't because I'm... I don't want to. I, I don't want to win the battle of survival by being a by being a person. <laughs> like he wants to. <laughs> he wants to win it by being a hawk. Which it's a weird theme in this book of like hawk versus human and what Tobias thinks he is. I think the issue for Tobias is that he is confronted with the reality of his own body. Right. Yes. Like mm-hmm. he knows he's a hawk. In terms of, like, 
his physical presentation to the rest of the world and how he interacts with the rest of the world, excluding the Animorphs, he is a hawk, right? Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. it's like he has this person's soul, but it's like it kind of gets into like questions of like how much does it matter what you are, like what you feel you are versus how the world views you, right? And it's like Tobias is categorically not a hawk, right? Yeah, But he knows that the world views him as a hawk, so he feels like he needs to fill that role. I'm not trying to compare this to, like... It sounds a lot like some other hot topic issues There's a There's a lot of things that this could be compared to. Like, I'm thinking of, like, disability rights and also, like, trans rights and stuff like that. But getting rid of all of that and just taking it at face value as, like, hawk versus human... Um, yeah, I think that the the main issue of Tobias isn't like, oh, I want to win because because he sees it as a challenge or something. It's because he sees it as unfair for him to use like human qualities when he is perceived and understood by the world as a hawk. But eventually he realizes that this is nonsense, right? Yeah, yeah. Just like just like Rachel and Cassie have recently, Tobias is also going through this like moral quandary of how should I conduct myself now that I am an Animorph? Um, and I guess I, I like Rachel. I like the way Tobias has tackled this issue and come to terms with it, as opposed to just turning into a caterpillar for two hours. <laughs> 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 so Tobias is tasked, he's told by Jake to go see Rachel because Rachel has some news for him. I don't know why Jake, the leader, couldn't have told him the news. I guess they thought Rachel would break it to him easier because they are in love. But Tobias goes to see Rachel, and she's immediately like, there's been an incident. People are asking about you. (laughs) And uh, essentially, some adults are looking for Tobias, and they know that he's not at school. They know he's not with his guardians. And the people looking for him include a lawyer who needs to read something to him from his father's will and a long-lost cousin who claims to want to give him a home. Of course, the fact that these people, any people, are just now looking for Tobias after many, many months of him living in the woods mm-hmm. speaks to just <laughs> how terrible our <laughs> our system yes. is when it comes to children falling through the cracks, I guess. Because shouldn't some adult have realized this child was missing? Even aside Chapman from... Chapman was like, oh yeah, he hasn't been here for months. <laughs> I get you're a yerk, but come on, dude. But I guess he was just like, oh, too busy with Yerk stuff. I'm yeah. not going to actually run the school. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, so Tobias goes to, uh, Tobias decides to go see what the lawyer has to say. Um, and of course, the Bandalites are there to back him up on being like secretive, sort of. Um, and the lawyer says that the man Tobias thought was his father actually isn't. And that... He will read the document. There's a document from a will um, from Tobias's real dad, but it can only be read on Tobias's birthday, which is in a few days. But for some reason, Tobias doesn't know when his birthday is, which... He's a hawk. Yeah, but he's only been a hawk for like six months. don't believe in social constructs of birthdays. He's only been a hawk for six months. You have a birthday every year. They only believe in riding the thermals and shooting guns. (laughs) I had a new birthday. <laughs> the day I first spread these beautiful wings and took off. Oh, yes. Like, Marco actually has to hack into the school systems in order to find out when Tobias's birthday is. Like, <laughs> uh, I could understand, like, oh, I forgot, like, 
I forgot how to walk or I forgot. No, even that walking is pretty standard. Like I forgot how to hold a pencil and write my name. Here's the thing. Maybe. You're making this argument. And I do have to say, I forget when my birthday is a lot <laughs> because <laughs> I mix up the month and the day because the like a number off from so each other. You think either May, May 6th is your birthday? No, I just can't remember Remember if it's the 6th or the 5th because I can't remember if June, like June's mm-hmm. number automatically. So I'm like, wait. <laughs> January, February, March, April, May, June. Okay, June 6th, so that means the day's five. Like, <laughs> that's how I have to remember. So, like, I, I don't find this that unbelievable. And he's had far fewer birthdays to remember than I. This is true. <laughs> oh, I guess we'll never know if Tobias has a similar problem, though, because we're not allowed to know when his birthday is. I think they... Do you say it's like the 26th? Like they don't give us the month, but it's like it's the 25th or 26th. So yeah, I guess that excuse wouldn't work. That no. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Tobias leaves the lawyer's office and uh, he just like he he, first he has to hide from someone who is like trying to secretly pursue him. Um, And. He's kind of grappling with this idea of caving into the temptation of finally having a loving family and a home. Um, but also the idea of like, would this person want me if they knew who I knew or I what was I was, or what I could do? The fact that I'm a hawk. Would they love a hawk as much as they would love a boy? Um, <laughs> and then the third option, which is like just permanently becoming a human and leaving the anamorph life behind. And so he just needs some alone time. So after he like dodges his tail... He flies out to visit the hork to see if talking to them will help settle his thoughts because they are just very simple people. They're just big, stupid salad spinners, y'all. <laughs> uh, but too bad, Tobias, because the current seer of the hork so that's like the one hork out of 10,000 that's actually capable of thinking. The current seer named Toby, who is named after Tobias, if you remember, tells Tobias that one of their younglings has gone missing and they need help tracking it down. So Tobias is like, oh, fuck, I didn't want to have to do any work, but okay, fine. And he goes back to tell the other Bandalites about the missing hork Uh And it's also kind of revealed that the hork are like bolstering their numbers in order to prevent themselves from being captured by humans in the event that the Yerks finally go away. So yeah. like there's there's beginning to be a lot of hork And they're also like actively in rebellion against the Yerks, right? Like it's yes. not just like, oh, when one of us slips away, it's like they're doing shit behind the scenes that we haven't heard about, which is like yeah. very cool, I thought. It'd be really cool if they were like working with the Chi. Yeah, except the Chi are kind of narcs. I feel like they would tell the Animorphs immediately. And yeah. like, we don't Eric need would that. Be like... Eric would be like, you guys. <laughs> Eric would show up at Burger King and be like, I have some news for you. <laughs> I have some news for you. You know your supposed friends, the salad spinners? <laughs> well. <laughs> They're trying to obtain their own freedom instead of Animorph-helped, <laughs> assisted, Animorph-assisted freedom. <laughs> I have intercepted some intelligence that they are plotting their own maneuvers against the Yerks. I can't tell you where or when because my intelligence did not give me that information. Much yeah. like, <laughs> and one of them might be a controller. <laughs> one of them is the president. <laughs> that was that was the whole thing. Actually, is like the the president is not a Yerk controller. It's just he's a very small hork bajir. He just covers up all of his his blades with a very baggy suit. I'm voting for a hork bajir. 
<laughs> Hork Bajir 2020. Honestly, I would take I would take a simple yet kind Hork Bajir over any <laughs> other possible choice I have for this election. So <laughs> Uh, the the Bandalites decide to split up and to, and uh, use their strengths in their because that was a big thing, right? Jake was like, I know how how everyone can use their strengths to the best abilities, and I'm a good leader. So he Spare divides me, up the Jake. workload. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> instead of all immediately being like, let's be cockroaches, and <laughs> I think even at away. one point, Rachel and Tobias like bring up the fact that they could cockroach out and they're both kind of like it no not gonna do that and i'm like uh, thank you jake is not here so we don't have to do that shit (laughs) and then as soon as they do get back together in a group jake makes them all bug out those be bugs i know you i know you guys were talking about it my bug sense i know i know marco marco is highly traumatized about the whole bug thing but uh you gotta be a bug marco that's just the rules you have to be a bug again marco you have to get over it i i had to morph back into a fly after being squished as a fly remember that Remember that, Marco? Come on, Marco. We're not even really friends anymore, Marco. We all know you're best friends with Rachel. <laughs> and we all know you love my girlfriend, Cassie. <laughs> she probably loves you back. <laughs> so Tobias and Rachel, because they're not good at anything else, I guess, end up tailing uh, the cousin that wants to take in Tobias. And her name is Aria. And she's staying in a Hilton in downtown, probably San Francisco. And they're trying to figure out if she is a controller. And Tobias, Rachel, Rachel morphs into an eagle and Tobias just like lusts after her. He like so horny for this and eagle. it's not entirely respectful. <laughs> One of the issues I think I have with this book is that, and I think we might have mentioned this before, Tobias's monologue, interior monologue is a lot more adult than I think the other children are just in terms yes. of like vocabulary usage and stuff like that. I agree. Um. So it does come off a little bit like creepy leering. Not even creepy, I would say, <laughs> just like more appropriate for a older YA, I guess. Like Yeah, like listen, listen. This is a 14-year-old boy, almost 14. Rachel is a beautiful girl. She's beautiful in that way you know will last her whole life. She'll be a beautiful woman. But beauty alone isn't that big a thing. What makes Rachel Rachel is what's inside. That's literally the exact quote I was thinking of, but I couldn't remember where in the book it was. Uh, yes, it's just like, like, what are you even talking about? You're 14. What do you mean one of these beautiful girls who become a beautiful woman? Like, you don't know any. You don't know you any haven't women seen anyone like become a woman. Like, you haven't lived long enough. What are you talking about? He probably thinks 25 is old. Like, Well, on. at one point he does say of his cousin Arya that, she's 25 or 30 and i was like that is such a big gap tobias what are you doing 25 or and then i was like no i guess that isn't if you're 14 like that's kind of all the same whereas yeah if yeah i feel like how do you know anything about beautiful women right it's just it's just a lot coming from tobias tobias is also while we're on the subject of tobias's monologue i do want to point out tobias is the woke king of this book series Okay. As he keeps making like references to like various racial and historical atrocities. Like at what one point, say? I don't remember what he said um, in this one. There was something with the Hork Bajir and they were talking about, oh, we're afraid of the humans coming to take us away and whatever. And like he Tobias is like, I couldn't exactly blame them. After all, the valley used to be inhabited by the Native Americans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right, Tobias. And then, like, when him and Rachel are talking later and they're, like, they start having this whole conversation about race and whatever and Tobias is just like, people are, you know, humans are cruel to each other and how can we trust humans when they can't even be respectful to someone who's gay? And I'm like, yes, Tobias, thank you. That is very true. (laughs) Tobias is very woke. Yeah, I... I (laughs) That's because he's actually a 30-year-old man, apparently. <laughs> you think maybe the Elemist <laughs> fucked up? And like... he, took, he took Tobias too far into the future yes. and left him in the same body. He time-traveled him a bit too much. He <laughs> did an Umbrella Academy. <laughs> was she more beautiful to me because she was a bird now? No, of course not. For one thing, eagles and hawks don't mate, you idiots. <laughs> For another, her eagle morph is male. <laughs> But listen, Tobias uh, likes what he likes, you know? He does. He it's Rachel. It's Rachel. He's it's, Rachel it's sexual. Rachel. Though he does admit that when she morphs into an elephant, it's not attractive. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, mm, no, I'm not into that. <laughs> so they're after Arya. They they peep on her for a while, um, at her hotel, but then Arya suddenly gets a phone call and like really quickly leaves. So Tobias and Rachel decide to tail her. There's this like stupid bit. Where they have to catch a ride on a police car. It's dumb. But they end up at this sad sag, like Joe Exotic, Tiger King Zoo. And they find that Arya has come to inquire about the hork Bajir Because she is a nature photographer. And she wants to take pictures of it, assumably. And um, there's, like, some conversation about how, like, you should be nicer to your animals. And also tell everyone you have an alien. Because then people will pay you good money to come see the alien. And then she leaves. It's all very weird. And, uh... Did I say there's a hork here? here? Um, you didn't, but I felt it was implied by the fact that she came to see the hork Yes, I didn't. I just realized I didn't mention that in my notes. I was like, hmm. I just, I just assumed everyone could read my mind. I think they can follow along. I hope so. This is a book for children. The hork is here at the Joe Exotic Tiger King Zoo. Turns out. It turns out. Surprise. And Arya looks at it and then leaves. And then <laughs> Rachel and Tobias are like, hmm, I wonder what that was about. But hey, now we know where the little hork is. So they're going to launch a rescue mission. And it's very well thought out. They basically all get into their big morphs and just attack. Yep. <laughs> a plus training. Like, the others, like, make fun of Jake. They're like, oh, he thinks he's Patton. Oh, what a big, strong, smart war general. And I'm like, dude, he's doing the same play he always does. <laughs> <laughs> There were multiple references to Jake being like Patton, and that's going to play into my uh, series theories at the end of this book, so pin in that. Interesting. Yeah. So they go at night. They bring all the others. They're all in their big morphs. um, And Rachel and Tobias become Hork-Bajir, I guess so that the little baby can feel comfortable around them. Uh, But unfortunately, a bunch of controllers also show up and try to capture the baby. And Tobias tries to run off with it, but loses control of the situation because Visser 3 shows up. Fuck that guy. He gets into a fight with Tobias and wins, and he takes the baby and runs. And Tobias <laughs> is like, God, I fucked up. There's too much human in me. If I were a hawk, I would not have lost sight of the mission. I would have, I would have continued on but i think i'm also missing the point in that if i were fully a hawk i would not be able to do any of the things i do <laughs> yeah the, his whole <laughs> if only i were a hawk is a weird <laughs> jump to make yeah, like i guess yeah. i guess maybe if you you've followed follow the thought process of like 
oh, if I was a hawk, I wouldn't have messed up the mission because I wouldn't have been on the mission and they would have handled it and that would have been fine as opposed to me being here and messing up the mission. But like the other Animorphs weren't there to grab to help the hork Bajir at that point. So like if he was a hawk and not on the mission, like the mission would still be unsuccessful. I guess maybe Visser 3 wouldn't have the hork Bajir with him, but he definitely would like five seconds later. So like it was all very silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just like the fact that he suffered a terrible blow from Visser 3 and it hurt him very badly and he let himself feel that pain. He's now like punishing himself. Which like also doesn't make sense to me to be like, if only I were a hawk. Hawks don't feel pain because that's not a thing. Hawks do. Hawks Um, do. Animals definitely feel pain. So like the idea that if he had been a hawk, he would have, I don't know. I feel like if he were a real hawk, he'd been like, that's not a predator I can beat and not even tried. He would have pieced out like way before (laughs) it got to that point. So like. It's okay to be human. It's not even okay to be human. It's okay to have a nervous system, my dude. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) No. He's got to be a tough, tough hawk boy. Hawk boys don't cry. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, he's he just feels so sad sack about this. And he's kind of pouting a little bit that he felt like he failed the whole mission. But Axe shows up eventually and is like, hey, since you're not doing anything, should we go tail Arya for a while? They do that. And they see some behaviors that convince Tobias that Arya is human, though Axe is like, hmm, yes, she seems very suspiciously human. But Axe doesn't go into that thought process, and Tobias doesn't question it. So I'm like, I thought you guys were supposed to be bros, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why don't you communicate at all? I feel like maybe, uh, no, see, it's so weird because it's like, if Axe hadn't said anything, it would have been believable because it's like, if he said it after the fact, because we've had that happen before where, like, they'll be like, oh, why didn't you say this? And he'd be like, oh, I thought you guys would know because I assume yeah. that you guys, you know, like, but the fact that Axe is kind of like, hmm, very suspicious. Yeah. But then, Too like, doesn't. Human, you might say. <laughs> doesn't, like, continue on that line of logic. It's like, why did you? <laughs> and, well, and Tobias is supposed to be the perceptive one, too. Like, I think after Cassie, he would be the first person I would be like, yes, follow that up with a question, Tobias. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess we can maybe excuse him because he's like distracted with all of these he just questions, questions and answers that somehow seem wrong. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's a little, a little convenient that nobody follows that line of logic at the time. And Axe just doesn't feel like explaining himself ever because <laughs> he's just he's just constantly like, "You humans are so slow compared to the mighty Andalite." Uh, it's weird because he says that like he'll be like oh the humans just don't understand anything but then it's like you would think the logical conclusion of that would be him over explaining stuff instead he's just like oh (laughs) i thought the humans would know this thing so i didn't tell them and then it turned out they didn't know this thing so i guess they're dumb humans and it's like you know they're dumb humans axe you have to hold their hand and walk them through yes yes i would rather him over explain than just leave just like be snooty about it constantly (laughs) and tobias also goes to visit rachel for i guess a sad 
pick me up sort of thing. Like, I'm going to go see the girl I love. Maybe that'll make me feel, make me feel better. <sighs> the, this scene, they, they both admit to each other that they want more than what they can have. They just, they just want to hug and touch and be in love. They can't. Okay. This is a very sad scene. And it's it made me sad. very sad. But I do want to point this out. Yeah, let's hear this fallacy. <laughs> Their angst made sense when neither of them admitted feelings for each other. Mm, mm -hmm. But now that they have admitted that they have feelings for each other, Rachel being like, I just want to hold your hand and I can't hold your hand is very cute (laughs) and very Beatles. He could have morphed, exactly. He could have morphed. You know what they could have done? They could have both morphed Hork Vajir. (laughs) Or he could have just morphed human and they could go on like hour and a half dates. Like that's a perfectly normal thing to do. Yeah. Not the morphing part, but the date part. They could have even gone on a longer date. Tobias would have just had to go to the bathroom. Yes. It's like you guys. We've established that that's a thing people do. Yes. Axe did that for three whole days while Jake was tied up with a yerk in his head. Which, again, brings up the point of, like, why doesn't Tobias stay in human morph more and, like, live in a house? But whatever. <laughs> it, it's just very silly. I mean, like, in the book, it's beautifully it's beautifully done. It's you're very, very sad. wrapped up in it until you think about it. And you're like, until oh, you think wait. about it for, like, two seconds. And you're like, wait a second. If if this was an issue of like they were twenty five and saying this stuff and being like, I because want you Tobias to be a- was still in his thirteen year old body, or well, not <laughs> even that, but also yes. But if they were twenty five and both twenty five and looked twenty five, like yes, if this yes. was set at twenty five for them, mm-hmm. you could maybe make the argument of like, oh, Rachel wants to go to like to sleep with Tobias, like in the non sexy way of like. Just Cuddling. sleeping with your partner. Falling asleep in his arms right. and waking up. And waking yeah. up with wings. Like that, you could make that argument. But you guys are 14. You're not going to go on longer dates y- anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is You're not irrelevant. Doing much more than going to see a movie. Right. Just demorph, hold hands. You can hang out in Rachel's room, which is way more than most 13 or 14 year olds would be allowed to do yes. anyway. Yes. Yeah. Y'all can do all the kissing you want. This is true. Yeah. They're just, they're thinking too small. Yeah. <laughs> just again it's very cute it's a very cute sad scene but like it's very touching it doesn't make sense because they're both extremely upset they just got yes. yeah, two young dumb teenagers in love that think they can never be together especially because they're impatient about it and they bring up they're like this isn't romeo and juliet the issue isn't that like we're from families that hate each other the issue is you're a hawk and i'm a human person and i'm like <laughs> that's true that i mean you're not wrong yeah you're not wrong that is a bigger issue uh, I I think I also like that there's like this touching moment where Tobias like reveals to Rachel that he's like, what if I just what if I just became human? Or no, maybe Rachel suggests it. She's like, you could just be human. Yeah, I think she does. Because she's like, I don't want to have to worry about you eating and surviving out in the cold, which like you just invite him in. Okay, whatever. Again, it gets this whole thing with Tobias at the beginning being like, I could ask my friends for help, but I won't. I'm too strong. I must be a hawk. And it's like. The issue really should never have been this 13-year-old feels like he can't ask for help. The issue is and always was that this 13-year-old has a group of friends who do not realize <laughs> from, about him. from the beginning that it was inappropriate to let their friends sleep in the woods and eat mice. Exactly. They should have let them, him into his house at the into one. Yeah, that's the storyline I want more is the one where Tobias slowly becomes more feral. 
Yes. Because he's like fighting, trying to fight the hawk instincts, but can't anymore, as opposed to like trying to. Everyone just being like, he's a hawk now. Guess he yeah. lives in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Rachel's like, you should just be human. And Tobias is like, but I don't want to lose you guys. Everyone else would just drop me like a like a piece of garbage. And Rachel's like, well, I wouldn't. She doesn't deny that the others would, but she's like, you wouldn't lose me. <laughs> Rachel knows what's up. <laughs> Rachel's like, yeah, they they suck. No one else opens their bedroom windows for you. <laughs> Kaz has a fucking barn. <laughs> I feel like Axe probably would still include Tobias and try to, like, keep him in the group just because he wouldn't really understand. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody else would be like, oh, he doesn't have morphing powers, so he's useless now. He's useless. We hate But Axe would be like, you guys were all already pretty useless. So, like, this isn't yeah. that big of a difference. I feel like Axe and Tobias have a closer relationship, mm-hmm. too, because they're just both the, the outcasts that yeah. aren't allowed to come into the warm house. Right. It's very sad. But, you know, it makes good friends, I guess. I Yeah, I guess that's how, you, if you got to bond over that kind of terrible bond situation. Bond over something. Yeah. Um... So they don't really reach a resolution, Tobias and Rachel. They don't even kiss. Whatever. The next day is Tobias's birthday, which we know thanks to Marco. The Bandalites figure that the Yerks are going to use the baby hork as bait for a trap at a nearby facility. So this is like the hork told Tobias in confidence, like, please don't tell the other Bandalites about this facility because Jake is going to want to blow it up and we don't want him to blow it up because that's how we are getting more hork free. So please don't tell them. And Tobias tells them because it's like the only thing they can think of to get the baby back. Which I feel like I feel like the hork would have been like, we can make more babies. <laughs> because like they're very much in survival mode. They I think like, they do say that. Like because yeah. at one point to- they don't say like, oh it's fine we can fuck. But like yeah. Toby. <laughs> we like to fuck. Toby does say like too bad for that kid then. Like she she's very is Toby a girl or a boy? I think Toby's a girl. I think so too. I'm gonna go with it. Toby is she is like uh if it comes down to choosing the survival of our species versus the survival of one kid, like we're gonna go with the species. Yeah, yeah. Because Toby makes the tough choices, unlike yeah, some people. She's the seer. Yeah, unlike some people unlike I could some mention. leaders. <laughs> Who are like, I just want to be a tiger and smash. <laughs> Tigers and bugs. Ugh. So they do go to this hork facility. Or it's not a hork facility. It's just like some yerk place that a lot of hork go to. They go there. There's some fighting. They free the baby. Whatever. The important part of the scene is that it's revealed that actually Arya is not a human. Arya is... This or three. I I held on to my belief because I did text Anna and say that my called shot for this was going to be Arya is an Andalite. And I was like, um, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, because I thought that she was going to be like the narrator for Andalite Chronicles or whatever. Although if I had thought about the publication order, that wouldn't have made sense. But, you know, whatevs. Um, but I was still holding on to that hope and thought this Visser three thing, this like implication was like a, a, a double bluff. Herring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nope. <laughs> Ted Dove, do not eat. <laughs> uh, so they do this. They're like, yay, the baby, here you go. We've, you know, destroyed any hope of you freeing any more hork from this place. But here you go. Here's your baby. Here's, here's baby. baby. Enjoy. Make more, I guess. Which I get that it ties into the whole rabbit thing. Oh, yeah. But 
It was stupid. Yeah. I didn't like the rabbit thing either. Yeah, the rabbit thing was also stupid and also is Tobias now the mother rabbit forever. Yeah, it's like with Cassie and her skunks. I was just like, this is... Guys, you can't keep adopting baby animals. So they have this big adventure and Tobias is like, it's my birthday. Gotta go with that lawyer so he can read me this document. And Arya is there. And the lawyer reads the document and you guys... Guys, it's wild. (laughs) Guys, guess what? Guys, guess what? human dad wasn't his dad not his dad his not even a little even bit human. oh his my god human. his real dad oh my god is prince elfangor what the fuck sham tool that's what right the fuck you guys axe's older brother the andalite that gave the animorphs the morphing ability guys the guy all the way back in book one that jake was like wow those tobias seems to have a really special connection with that elfangor oh. guy oh that guy is Tobias's dad. It's Tobias's dad, you guys. Tobias's dad. You guys. <laughs> this is so, so wild. Good. This is so wild. I was not expecting this. Tobias is half Andalite. Uh, well, his uncle. he's not actually half Andalite because yeah. his father fathered him using human DNA. That's true. Because this that is the thing is that true. comes up in Andalite Chronicles. He refers to five humans and an Andalite. So I don't think by any, like, stretch of, like genetics he's a last animal yeah he's just he's <laughs> he's the child of a human and a human and and who was a andalite in morph <laughs> uh so tobias uses information and he knows viscer three is there and he's like because i am a hawk i'm very schooled in not making any facial reactions i'm a blank slate i will play this off as if i'm a I am a street boy, a garbage street boy who will say something like, my dad was a weirdo who thought he was an alien and didn't leave me any money. So fuck this. Fuck you. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) And he like asks Ari, he's like, so you still want to adopt me? And Arya's like, "Mm, yeah, totally. But I got to go to Africa first. (laughs) (laughs) And and then he, he like leaves the lawyer's office, but listens in. And the lawyer is also revealed to be a controller. And he's like, Shouldn't shouldn't we take him anyway, Mister Three? Like that, we we should probably take that kid. He's Elfangor's son, and the Mister's like, ha, no, Elfangor's Elfangor's son is human garbage. So we'll let him live. <laughs> what a dishonor to tell Elfangor. I don't want this trash boy around to remind me that Elfangor was in love with a human woman and not me. <laughs> Because listen, every time Visser 3 is around any Andalite, he is in love with that Andalite. I, it's, it, we'll get into it in Andalite Chronicles, but it happens in Andalite Chronicles too. It happened with the Hork-Bajir. He's just like obsessed with whatever Andalite it is. Whatever Andalite will look at him. <laughs> I do, <laughs> do want to give Visser 3 some credit though for a very minor thing, but I do feel it needs to be shouted out. Okay. Visser 3, when coming up with this fake persona for this cousin of Tobias came up with a fake name and the fake name was Arya, which is like fine as fake names go. It's not mm-hmm. like I wouldn't look at them and be like, that's obviously an alien. I wouldn't be like, that's a made up name. It sounds like a real name, but not like so real, like Steve Smith or something it like that. It would be weird if her name was Steve Smith. I mean, I have Stevie. <laughs> yeah. You could go by Stevie. You know, I'm Mary Smith or whatever. Like yeah. it, it's, a decent cover name. 
versus Cheddar his, bread box versus his boyfriend Elfangor, who when asked to come with a up with a fake name, came up with the name the fake name Alfred Fangor. <laughs> <laughs> or Alan, Alan, Fangor, Alan Fangor, so that he could go by Alfangor, Al which he's... A, sounds like a made-up name, and B, is like, if people are looking for you, bro, that's not a good cover name. He's a war guy, not a brains guy. <laughs> good lord. <laughs> yeah. So Tobias is like, I will honor your memory, father. <laughs> and he goes, he goes back to his meadow, and... He like he swoops down on a rabbit to kill it, and instead of kill, well, he gets the rabbit's DNA, and then he kills it, and then he becomes the rabbit and looks after her babies, and is like, "You don't win today, other hawk that is in my meadow trying to take over my territory. These babies belong to me. Mine now. I guess I'm also I'm a hawk, I'm a human, and now I'm also a mom." Like, why did you do this, Tobias? It's a weird choice. I get it from, again, I get it from, like, a thematic standpoint. Like, number one, there's a lot tying Tobias in this, especially if you had read this in order of, like, uh, the Andalite Chronicles first. There's a lot connecting Tobias to his father in Andalite Chronicles in this moment, right? Where it's like he's taking over the place of this, like, parent and becoming the parent to, like, this other species and wanting to protect them. Um, even, even though rabbits are fucking everywhere and right, have so, so many babies. Right, so stupid. Why the... I, these... It's not like the babies were going to be like, where's mom? <laughs> I mean, they would have died, but... Like. That's also fine. They're just little babies. But, like, that... Because that was his whole thing in the beginning, right? Was he was like, the sensible thing for me to do is to kill and eat the babies because the babies cannot live without the mother. Correct. And the mother can go on to have more babies. That which was is solid like, thinking. That was solid Surprise. thinking. But then I guess the conclusion being, like, sometimes just because it's, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what this is supposed to say. Right? I don't either. Like, that. I was just like, why did you do this? <laughs> like, he was like, today, as a human, I will decide if I am predator or prey. And today, I'm a mom. I think that generally, like, the human instinct is for, to protect the younger thing because it's like, it hasn't lived a full life, Right. But it's, like, that's also a weird, like, value judgment that we're putting, like, if we're gonna, I don't know, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I get where he's coming from in terms of, like, oh, he's doing the non-animal thing to prove he's a human, but I don't know why, I don't know why. I feel like there's other things he could have done aside from eat the mother hawk. I feel like he could have fought the other hawk, or the mother, the other rabbit, sorry. He could have fought the other hawk and then gone to Rachel's house for a Big Mac. Would have been, like, an option. Yeah. Or or he could have, like, flown into her bedroom window and then became that human boy for a couple of hours to hang out with his girlfriend. And eat some food. And eat some regular food and be like, wow, I'm so glad I don't have to eat a baby rabbit today because I've remembered I can eat human food because I'm also human. <laughs> right. But I guess... He made a completely wild choice. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> adoptive mother to these rabbits now for like several months rabbits don't grow up that quickly it's like fucking it's just like that book where cassie's like i need to save these baby skunks so we'll all take turns being this mama skunk even though we have more important things to do didn't that have like an end point wasn't it just like until the mother skunk healed or something yes yes but it was whereas- like a week 
Yes, think, which I is think. still ridiculous and stupid and yeah. dumb. But like, they were like in the middle of doing so. Yeah. And this is like that times 10 because he's killed the mother. He's like the what mom is, is going to do when he's being a hawk and he leaves and he, he has to go on an abandalite mission and he comes back and that other hawk ate his babies. I feel like this is very much like someone adopting an exotic pet, like, and then realizing, oh, this turtle gets really big and can, like, really fuck up my garden. And then being like, what do I do with this turtle? Like, that sort of thing. Yes. Like, where he he's like, it's fine. I'll take care of these baby rabbits. And, like, a week from now, he's going to be like, no, this was untenable. I don't untenable. want it anymore. I'm going <laughs> to drop them at the Humane Society. And they're going to be like, what are we supposed to do with a bunch of rabbits? I am bored with these rabbits now. Right. Uh, someone gave these to me as an Easter present, and I don't want them. <laughs> it's not good. It's not it's good. And I very much think himself. we're never going to hear about these rabbits again. No, unless he like somehow trains them to be fighters against the Yerks. I don't know. I would love that. Tobias is creating a tiny rabbit army. Cassie would probably group. help. She'd be super into the idea of like the other creatures of Earth rising up against the Yerks. Yes. Ugh. You know what I want? I want? I want Cassie. I, this just came to me all of a sudden, but I would love Cassie and like Tobias or Axe or all three of them to work together to start creating like these weird like yeah uh, combinations yeah of like hybrids yes because I mean Axe knows how to combine the DNA and maybe it all has to be of like the same type of creature I don't know but it's not something they've experimented with. Mm-mm. But I feel like Tobias would be like, hey, Axe, here's the idea. And then they'd both go to Cassie and be like, hey, Cassie, what are the most badass animal combinations you can think of? And then they would just do it. Also, like, consider if they got really good at this, consider, like, they could get certain brains of animals into, yeah. like, other animals. So the issues they have with, like, this animal is bad to morph into because its instincts are, like, too crazy yeah. wouldn't be an issue anymore. Because they yeah, could just be like, well, it's true. got a chimpanzee brain in there. So, like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chimpanzee brains, more advanced than the human ones. Well, but, yeah, no. I, I guess I, I it could just saying. do a human brain. But <laughs> Yeah, instead of having, like, the hive mind of an ant or something. Yeah. Or a termite. Or, yeah. I think probably uh, they would get into issues of, like, if they morphed an ant and they tried to put a human brain in an ant size-wise, that wouldn't that work. That would not work, yeah. But, like, if they were, like, doing horses or something could probably squeeze a human brain in a horse or you know like give fucking huge whale cassie some shark teeth yeah so next time a david happens you can just eat him <laughs> you can eat him and we won't have to go through this whole rat thing <laughs> if you ate if as a whale cassie had eaten david and then before she fully digested him demorphed would he be inside her in a weird way I think yes. I think I think it would actually be the same sort because we've seen vor happen many times with yes. animorphs. Yeah, like when they had those collars on or something. Remember or the implants? That's what. Yeah, it was. as the hammerheads. But I'm trying to think the one in the David trilogy where Marco eats Axe or Axe eats Marco, and yes. then one of them shifts. And I'm trying to remember if it's. No, it was the the Marco one being as a snake. Yeah, it was the one being. I'm trying to think if we've had an instance where one of them eats something and then shifts into a smaller size, and I don't think we have. But I no, think that just if the, they the did, brain thing I think it would shark. just explode them. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, but mm-hmm. she could she could chew them up real good if she had shark teeth. That's true. Yeah, so. like if he was a paste by the time yeah. he was in her digestive system. 
things to look into, Animorphs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, speaking of kind of this gross conversation we're having, morbid moment? Morbid moment. I think my morbid moment was uh, Tobias having to eat roadkill because his friends don't like him enough to It was him. super gross. It was very sad. Poor Tobias. And the fact that Rachel saw it, just traumatizing. I know. Poor boy. Poor baby. He's had so much hardship. And he was like, it's not me. (laughs) It's not me. (laughs) Goodbye. Tobias who? And then he flies away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what about you? Um, I think mine, I referenced this earlier, is there's a moment where Tobias is considering becoming human. And it just very much reminded me of the stuff in the David trilogy and also in Cassie Goes Caterpillar um, with, like, the whole idea of having to wait that amount of time, you know, to become the thing. In the David trilogy, it was, like, Jake waiting and watching David and having to choose basically every second not to let him out. Or Rachel doing that. Rachel, yeah. Yeah, Rachel choosing not to let David out. And in the Cassie thing, it was her having to, like, wait the two hours to become a caterpillar. But, like, Tobias is kind of constantly experiencing an inverse of that, where, like, he constantly has to choose to not become human. Yeah. And that's also very sad and, and kind of terrifying, right? That's of like true. Having to always be making that choice. Yeah. To say, I reject my humanity, essentially. I, I reject being, like, the easy choice, being comfortable and happy and safe. Yes. Yeah. Every time he goes back into being a hawk. Yeah. Right. And even just, like, not even the fact that he doesn't just constantly morph into human because he's, like, because I think he knows that would be too big of a temptation. If Mm -hmm. he was, like, doing it all the time, he would overstay at some point. Oh, yeah. It would be easy. Even just, like, to forget, you know? Not Mm -hmm. even just to consciously do it, but to forget. Yeah. Uh, Most valuable morph in this very Tobias-centric book. Most valuable morph is Rachel because I love her. And I Rachel love how supportive very, she is of Tobias. Yes, yes. She is very much, they have a very healthy relationship, yes. I feel like. Despite the fact that one of them is mostly a hawk. <laughs> Couple goals. Yes. <laughs> how about you? Yeah, I agree. I think it was Rachel. I know this was like a Tobias book where Tobias did a lot of cool stuff, but mm-hmm. Rachel's the one that walks him through it. Yep. He couldn't have done it without her. He would have probably just been a normal ass human boy at this point if it wasn't rachel i feel like even though rachel was the one that was like just become human just do it because they push each other to be better because be strong he knows that she's so brave and and amazing and bloodthirsty and he wants to be like her (laughs) exactly oh so good um okay so series theories real quick i don't have a ton that are like real theories but i do want to bring up i mentioned earlier the comparisons between jake and general Patton. Okay, okay. Um, so I don't necessarily think this is going to happen. Like, this is, like, a very loose theory. Like, some theories I'm, like, 95% sure are going to play out. Like, Andalites are bad. I've, yes. I'm pretty sure we've seen enough at this point to kind of say that that is true, right? Like, mm-hmm. not to the extent that I said in episode one, but, like, they, they are, are not, not the good guys that yes. they think they are. Right, exactly. Um. And there are some theories that are just complete ridiculous nonsense. Uh, But this theory is like, I'm pretty sure it won't happen, but it would be cool if it did. Um, I think the references to Patton could, and the general like vibe towards Jake in this book, could be laying some groundwork for a dark Jake arc. I would love that. 
Because, like, I feel like the references to Patton, who, like, I'm not a big, like, war history buff at all. I find that, like, the most boring aspect of history. Uh-huh. Um, but in general, the vibe around Patton is either, like, oh, he's an American hero or, like, he was a real tough guy who used, like, who was maybe too mean to people. <laughs> like, he slapped people across the face when they weren't being enough of a war guy and that sort of thing. And also, he, you know, had some not so great, like, views, it seems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I think if you are in the general American, like, zeitgeist, you'd probably be like, oh, yeah, Patton, he's like a big famous war hero, would be kind of the vibe. I think if you are the type of person that Kay Applegate seems to be, which not to like uh, project too much onto the author from the book, but someone who is very interested in the ways that like the dominant culture has like subjugated other cultures and like the issues with can... war and yeah, that sort of That's thing. That's a takeaway I think we can get from her Twitter account. Yes. I think that she probably has a at the very least, more nuanced view of Patton than just, oh, he's an American hero who did wars, right? Right. So I feel like maybe not, maybe I'm stretching too much, but like, I feel like kind of the references of Jake becoming this like legendary general war dude are kind of like setting him up to maybe be going too far at some point. I would love that. He is so boring otherwise, mm-hmm. right? If he just stayed the same generic white guy hero kid, like that would be so boring. Yes. He needs, there needs to be a turning point like maybe Tom dies or Cassie, he catches Cassie and Marco kissing. I don't know. <laughs> or just he keeps pushing this whole thing of like, we have to, I have to make the tough choices. We have to win this war at all costs. Yes, I think that like, could this lead tough to. tough choice is going to be killing a bunch yes. of innocent someone. I think, especially considering what we've seen in the supplementary books in Hork-Bajir and Andalite Chronicles, that there is precedent for that type of character. And even yes. in the main series with like the, the um, Axe book where they meet the other, and he meets the other Andalites and whatever. Like, there is that sort of precedent of like someone being in charge of an army in a war is eventually going to like have their morals compromised, right? I think that that this might be setting that up for that. Right. That definitely is, like you said, that's a big, big mm-hmm. theme in in the Chronicles books of this the atrocities of war and the horror of war and everything. So So that's that's I'm not I'm banking not, heavily can, on it because I think yeah. that Jake is somewhat an author's pet of Applegate. Um, mm. but he doesn't really have a good leader to look up to. Like he's all on his own. Mm-hmm. He's got to make a mistake in order to have that redemption. Arc. Yeah. So I, I would not be surprised if this is laying some groundwork for that, but I'm not gonna, like, I'd say that's like probably like a 30, 40% prediction. Can you imagine like Tom, Tom gets free and Jake is like, hooray, we did it. And then Tom dies immediately after becoming free. And Jake just goes like completely berserk and kills Ugh. So many things. That'd be great. He just becomes a lion <laughs> and just chows down on a Kindrona pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe we'll see that in the future. Um, oh, I hope In so. the meantime, let's talk about what we're reading next. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I really wasn't trying to do in the your in the meantime. It was just a weird segue. Um, it was a little it bit. It was very weird. <laughs> but next week, we are reading the the... Uh, start of Anna's new unit, which... Guys. (laughs) 
is going to be Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. So that's coming up. And then the week after that, we'll be back with more Animorphs with the Andalite Chronicles, which uh, we are going to be talking about as soon as we finish this episode. Yes. Yeah. Thankfully. Uh, well, maybe unthankful. I don't know. I don't know. It would have been nice to have this as a as a good book to read after what will probably not be a great Listen, book. Listen, we haven't even started it. We need to give it a chance. We need to approach it. As- no, we, no, we do not. No, <laughs> I will not say, this one. I will not this say. one. <laughs> I did because uh, I texted you and said I might need to reread the other Twilight books just to like catch up on it. And I uh-huh, thought uh-huh. I would test myself to see if I did since I am coming into this as the Twilight expert. Um, uh-huh. I did go and do some like super tough Twilight quizzes and I got How well do you know Twilight? very high scores on all of them. So I think I'm good and don't need to reread it. <laughs> But maybe you will anyway. Oh. <laughs> what a joy, though, because for that, like, rather be reading, or not rather, be, what do we, I don't know, what, you recommend know, recommend reading. reading. Just read a whole bunch of vampires. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. That'll be fun. Let's just do a vampire unit next. Ugh. That'd be so much fun. In the meantime, if you have your own series theories about what will happen to Jake the War General... You can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should because I don't I don't want to be alone when we <laughs> talk about Twilight. <laughs> you, you have to suffer with me. If you use Apple Podcasts, I'd really appreciate a five-star review, but if you do not use Apple Podcasts, that's okay, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of Kay Applegate, Then it struck me, the thing that had bothered me then. Supposedly she'd been in the African bush for years or whatever, but when she'd left her room, she'd pause to check her hair. Perfectly appropriate for a normal woman. Just a bit wrong for a woman who spent her days hiding in blinds and racing around in open-top Land Rovers. Maybe I spoke too soon when I called Tobias a woke king. Yeah, Tobias, dude. <laughs> Sometimes a girl, yeah, it's okay. It's okay to want to. You can look good for yourself. You can be a nature photographer and still check your hair. Yeah. <laughs> I did just look at this. Okay, continuing on with the joke I was going to make. <laughs> now that I've sidetracked us so, so far from the light of God. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Um, yes, this episode, wait, this episode comes out on the 24th and Midnight Suns the 31st. Yes, okay. so okay. the whole reason I was asking this was because I was going to reference Twilight and needed to know if I should allude to the fact that we're reading Midnight Sun or not. But now I don't know if it's Keep worth it. it. A, oh, no, they all it won't be a surprise at this point. No, because, yeah, it should be. Yes. Okay. If it is, whew. edit. All right. Back to. <laughs> um, yeah. This book, like, was. See, the joke's not even good now because we talked so long about this stuff. <laughs> but the listeners haven't heard our yeah, discussion I know, about the joke. But I'm probably going to use this as the thing at the end. I'm going to laugh really hard for Thank you. you. Are you ready? Yes, Go I'm ahead. Ready. Tell your joke. It's not even a joke. More of an observation. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> I'm laughing about how hard I'm going to laugh. Go ahead. This book is like Twilight Levels of Angst, which is appropriate since we're reading Midnight Sun next week. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs>